What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. Now, this is something we've done before that y'all have uh, definitely kind of taken a liking to, so we thought we'd do it again now that the season's over. It's another fan episode, and this uh, this week, we're bringing on some fans that have been with us from the beginning. I'm talking not just the beginning of the Panthers Nation Network, but from the beginning of the first podcast we did. So oh, yeah. we wanted to we wanted to show some loyalty to some of the guys that were with us, you know, from the beginning. So today, we are joined by Will Myers. Will, how you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing, Jack? Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. So, I mean, people might not know, but we actually go way farther back than just the yeah, podcast. Yeah, way back. Like, peewee football times, like <laughs> elementary school. Back I when I saying, think you, uh, you liked the Titans back then more than the Panthers. And I, still, I, I, I did wear a Titans hat a little bit more to school than I did a Panthers. Because <laughs> it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't cool to be a Panthers fan back exactly. then. Exactly. It, it was cool to be a, different, a fan of a different team. That's when we were pretty bad. Pretty bad back then. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were, that's an understatement. Back in elementary and middle school, it was... It was tough, even growing up in Charlotte. That's the thing I always tell people, you know, they're always, you know, amazed when, uh, especially back in 2015, when we had such an influx of fans, you know, I was always like, this never happened. People never rooted for the Panthers. And then in high yeah. school, when we got good, it, uh, that's when the, the Thurs came yeah, into play. 20, I, I hated 2015, it. 2015, it took off, yeah. It's just, it's either be a real fan and stick with the highs and the lows or hit the red. I say, if you're not a fan in 2011, you don't get to be a fan, and in, in, or in 2010 or 2011, you don't get to be a fan in 2015. Was that like the Jimmy? That was the Jimmy Clausen test of era. Yeah, I, I, I went to like all those games that year, and it was something else. But it pays, off. It pays off. I would say so, so. You know, I mean, just like me growing up in Charlotte, just how much did the team mean for you? You know, in your childhood, and still mean for you now? Oh man, it means a whole lot. I, I really think like. When I compare me to like my other friends, I have a few friends that are huge Panthers fans, but like I like live and breathe like Panthers. Like I, it just meant so much to me to go to a Super Bowl, to win three divisions in a row. It just really put Charlotte on the map. As we grow as a city, I like seeing the Panthers grow as a team. Um, it's, it's a little different now with all our legends off the team now, and it's in kind of a new era. But it's I'm excited, and I still have have the same pride for the team as I did back in the day and just you know it really is a start from the bottom type deal like we we were awful as you said awful so really just uh kind of you know stay loyal not obviously I'm not gonna find another team but like people are like no I don't I don't like the Panthers anymore it's like come on dude like you gotta love them so yeah it's it's awesome and definitely, you know, with like, I mean, just, just like you said, just having the, the, the way the city grew and the team grew with it, because, you know, in Charlotte, North Carolina, co I mean, it's college football that reigns, you know, for the longest time. It was, you know, you, it was Chapel Hill, you know, it was UNC, it was, UNC, it was South Carolina, it was Clemson, you know, mm -hmm. pro sports didn't really exist for a little while there in Charlotte. And so to have, you know, this, the team right in our city, you know, right in our backyard, basically, that meant, that just means the world to a lot of us. And I don't think people understand that really. Um, so what I will say, and you talk about, you know, it's a little bit different. The legend's gone. As we're recording this today on January 14th, it has been exactly one year since Luke Keekley retired. I remember how upset I was that day. I, I think I went. Yeah, I think I just got goosebumps a little bit thinking about it. I mean, good for him getting out, being healthy. Uh, concussions are nothing to, you know, and being the scout, you know, just really helping kind of in the locker room, I imagine, front office. It's a... Uh, Definitely devastating, but it's uh, good to see him, you know, still doing well and still around the team. But yeah, that day was—I can't believe. Yeah, a year ago today, I mean, I was shocked. Best linebacker of all time, in my opinion. 
Oh, oh, without a doubt. And I remember even like getting seeing notification because it came like six or seven o'clock at night, and I yelled at my roommates, "I'm like, all right, we're going to the bars. I need to have a sad drink." <laughs> yeah, have a sad drink, absolutely. <laughs> But so you look like you're embracing the team already, you know, the new wave, because looking from the jersey, I mean, there's not yeah. a whole lot of Panthers that wore 21, and I know you're wearing a pretty new one. Yeah, Jeremy Chen, the, the guy out of uh, where do you, Northern Illinois? Is that it? Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois, yeah. That's the point. He's such a small, small school guy. Gotta, gotta love the story. He got ripped off with Rookie of the Year, Tens of Rookie of the Year, but we don't need to get into that. <laughs> um, he really, he really played well, and it's really exciting to see the young guys, especially such a small school guy. You know, I like Derek Brown. You know, I like the other Troy Pride. Uh, but it's really cool to see Jeremy Chen, and it seems like everyone thinks he inside the team they think he's he's the real deal, and that's very exciting to see. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have, I mean, he's been one of the, the Panthers have always been known to have these prolific defensive players. So it's kind of nice, you know, as, you know, Thomas Davis and as, you know, Key kind of, Keekly went out, it seems we already might have one coming up, you know, for the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were the, I think the first team to use all seven draft picks on, on the defensive side. And that's weird, but like we needed it. Like we still need some cornerbacks and some help. But um, it really is cool to once our legends, Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, even like some, some guys on the line who are really good now from Bills up, up in Buffalo. Um, it, it's really important to, you know, kind of recycle those players and find the, the new era. And I think we've done a good job with it. Um, we'll see. What were your thoughts going through the draft? I remember I was like, okay, I was just sitting there waiting. I'm like, all right, cool, Derek Brown, that makes sense. I don't know who Yatur or Jeremy Chin is, but I mean, they need we need it. And then I just kept waiting for an offensive player and it never came. Never came. I, I mean, I, I trusted the Jeremy Chin. I just, I trusted it. Um, I was like, you know, they, they must just know something that we don't. And obviously they did. Uh, just no offensive players. It's a little weird. Uh, didn't we go cornerback back to back? We went Troy yeah, Pride I, and then... Uh, I don't think because I don't think we got Stanley Thomas Olivia right off the back. We got Kenny Robinson right after okay. him, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so he was you know you know safety could play cornerback, and that that was one I was actually excited about, um, but that one didn't really pay off. Yeah, it it seems like we drafted seven players for a few of them to pan out, and it has worked. And we started what three, four rookies at, at times on the defensive There was one side. game. There was one game before we cut Kenny where we had started li literally every rookie that we drafted was starting. That, or, or, or not, excuse me, not starting, but played that game. Yeah, that was gotta, a little sad, not gonna lie. Yeah, gotta throw them into the ringer. And and look, they have more experience than a lot of the other rookies in the league. They, I mean, they don't have some of the playoff experience that some of the better teams are getting now, but I mean, they played 16 games. Uh, it, anything's possible for them now, I think. Definitely. And so now, you know, looking to the next, as you know, we are in the wake of the next draft. What are you looking for? I, oh, for man, me personally, it's monster draft season, man. <laughs> I, I it definitely that. isn't. So Tyler's going to have a bunch of them coming his way. But so me personally, I'd say seven offensive linemen. I'll be sitting pretty. I'll be happy. What about yeah. you? Yeah, offensive linemen, offensive lines definitely in need. Um, I think it, we're at eight. We're sitting at the eight, eight spot right now. Yeah. <sighs> I think Pitts, if he's there. I mean, did you see how bad our tight ends were this year? We, we went That's something true. like the first few games without a tight end pass or catch. Um, I, I think it's something that we just need, and I think Pitts is a real talent if he's there. Um, I, I like the idea of going quarterback. I really do. I, 
I don't know much about Kraft North Dakota State. I know he's good, but is he better than Justin Fields? He's projected to go later than that. I would take the chance on Justin Fields. Um, but I think we need another weapon, and I think a tight end, kind of receiving tight end, kind of like Greg Olson, but more explosive, is could be good. Could be very good. So, I mean, you know, like, you, we saw, and that's interesting you mentioned that, you know, because it seemed like Joe Brady, who, you know, he had Thaddeus Moss, and we've, you know, made him productive. We thought he was going to make that work with Ian Thomas, because we've seen Ian can be productive, you know, when Greg mm-hmm. was gone. And this year, he didn't really use him at all. What are your thoughts on that, and just on Joe Brady as a you know, as a whole this year? Yeah, uh, I like Joe Brady, and he might be gone soon. Um, that's, that's another team's decision to take a jump on him being a head coach. I don't know if he's ready for that. Uh, he's a good offensive coordinator. He's tried to get cute at, at points, especially in the red zone, which obviously we weren't, our percentage wasn't very good in the red zone. Um, I, I like it. I really like it. I think as soon as we signed him, we knew he was, could have honestly been our head coach to start if we wanted to take that that jump. We took the jump with Matt Rule. Um, I, I just don't think he, I don't think he utilized the tight end as much because even at LSU, Thaddeus Moss kind of had ups and downs, whereas the National Championship, he was really used. He, has what, he had, what, two touchdowns in that game. Um, I, I hope we, ha- we have more of a chance with Joe Brady. I'm not sure if we will. He's got some like five interviews or something like that. It's hopefully not the Falcons. I think we can agree on that. Hopefully not the Falcons. That De- would, definitely can agree on that. Yeah, that would steal a, a card out of our playbook, and that might be bad. <laughs> Yeah, that would be really bad. No, I definitely understand that. Um, And so do you think maybe, like, because this is what I've always argued, is that maybe, you know, he had to use our tight ends as kind of, you know, glorified blockers because our offensive line situation was a bit, you know, worse for wear. I don't know if that's something that you kind of saw as well. Yeah, uh, our offensive line was bad. That's a a good way of saying it, just bad. Um, We were using a lot of formations that included the tight end, not out as a slot wide receiver, et cetera. So yeah, that makes sense. And it kind of also makes sense to build the offense around Christian McCaffrey. I mean, we paid him all that much. Um, although he only played, what, three games and our boy yeah. Mike Davis did well. But um, yeah, we just I think we need to develop the tight end position more because the answer long-term is not Thomas. It's not Manhurts. It's, it's not Thompson. It's not, no. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, didn't, I even forgot we had Colin Thompson for the longest time. I was like, oh, yeah. Until he, he, he uh, caught that touchdown. I was like, oh, okay, word. Yeah. <laughs> so then, do, are, I mean, are you scared about McCaffrey? I know some fans have some worries about him. What, what, what are your kind of thoughts there? In terms of scared for, like, future injury? Or, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think the injuries he had this year were a little, like, they were flukes. Um, I think it was also in the back of everyone's mind that we were going to just rest them and, you know, proceed forward with that. Um, you, you don't want to say that out loud, but in the media, like the national media, they they weren't even thinking that. They're like, oh, Christian McCaffrey keeps getting hurt. I mean, that's the that's the, that's the headline that sells. Um, but watching every game, his first injury, the, the ankle, was it was a weird injury. It didn't look too, too bad. Um, and then he landed on his shoulder in the, the Chiefs game or something like that. Yeah. And that's yeah. a shoulder injury. I, I think long-term, Christian McCaffrey's still going to be that revolutionary playmaker where, like, if he starts getting a little hurt, he can get another running back, and now he's a slot receiver. I mean, we can, he's he's everything. He really is everything. That's why we drafted him. So I'm not too scared, but I can see how people worry. 
Yeah, I know Panthers fans are always nervous whenever anyone gets a shoulder injury on the team at all. I'm sure yeah. that brings back bad memories. Yeah, Luke Keekley's labor room and everything, and Cam. Oh goodness. Dude. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You know, the shoulder is not a is not a good not a area pretty, of the body yeah. for the Panthers. Yeah. Well, hopefully Cam can land on his feet somewhere. Uh, you can tell he's not he's still not 100, percent but it was time for us to move on from him. I mean, it was kind of mutual, I think. Honestly, so what were your thoughts about how that whole situation went down? Obviously, it was time to move on, but I, I know at least us on the podcast, we were kind of upset with how it, they handled it. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Um, but also, like, how how can you let down your franchise quarterback? With, That's true. With the personality that Cam has, so That's it true. is very it is very tough. Um, I think he did have a lot of disrespect along around the league, not from the players. I think a lot of the players think he's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. um, but a lot of a lot of question marks around him, and, and rightfully so, a lot of question marks. Um, but yeah, it was a little odd how we. But he again, he he was not. I don't think he was willing to sign a short-term, cheap contract with us. So yeah. what are we going to give him more money than Teddy Bridgewater right then? And I again don't totally agree with the Teddy Bridgewater situation, but I was going to ask. So talk. I mean, talk a little bit about what you thought about Teddy Bridgewater this year. He was Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he he was what second in completion percentage, uh, mm-hmm. which is good. A lot of dump downs. Um, just was not winning us games. There, every like like when we were in the situ- situations where it's all right, go down the field and score. What did he do? Interception. Just just not not much. He's not like I, I like Teddy. I think he's good. I think he's serviceable. He's not gonna win you games in the fourth quarter. And especially with Christian McCaffrey out, you can't really expect him to. Yeah. See, that's a good word. I've not, that, I hadn't heard that word used. Was serviceable. That's all. I mean, that pretty much yeah. hits the nail right on the head right there. Yeah. So then, I mean, the three-year contract from him, we could probably just dump off and just take the money if we get another guy. But if you look at the whole scope of things, Matt Rule is a seven-year plan, right? Seven-year plan to hopefully win the Super Bowl. It, or else it's a bust and he's gone. I don't I, I don't think there's any way he gets a contract extension after seven years. If not, if he doesn't get dumped before then. But I, I think we're in year six now and kinda or we're in year two of seven, so yeah, six more years. And I think that we're looking up. Teddy Bridgewater's not gonna win us a Super Bowl. We gotta start looking towards a different guy. I don't know if it's in this draft class or the next one, but I, you know, I it's interesting where, where we're at as Panthers fans and the team. Well, if Panthers fans are never, ever on the same page. Half the organization wants to set everything on fire and, you know, move on. The other half is like, no, let's keep with what we have. They can yeah. never they can never agree on anything. It's so weird. But just so for your thoughts, I mean, what does the future look like to you? You know, you talk about that seven-year kind of plan. What does that look like for you? Are you optimistic? What, what is it at? I think I have to be optimistic. I think it's a Super Bowl or bust. For us, I mean, we were so close, and you don't really see teams fall from from glory that that far as we did. And I think we have the the pieces there, especially if the defense, uh, if the defense kind of um, starts playing as they should and starts developing into real stars in the league. I think the only thing I'm worried about is replacing Curtis Samuel. Uh, I don't know, if, like, what you think about that, but we're not going to be able to afford him. I don't think. Um, so we need to find it's disappointing because he was really good this year. This was his breakout year, and I can see him going to a contender who needs another weapon, and that's scary. 
Um, but yeah, I think I think we can, I think a good goal is just to get back and win the division. I think it's that's very possible with Drew Brees now gone. Or he, yeah, he's retiring. Um, Tom Brady's who knows a year or two away, and then the Falcons. So we don't know. <laughs> and they're the Falcons they're are moving on. Today. They're moving on from Matt Ryan too. It looks like so. I think a good goal for us in the next three years is to get back dominating the division, get in the playoffs, hopefully get past whatever team's there, the Rams, uh, whoever's there. But yeah, Rams are scary. Their defense is looking good this year. But uh, yeah, I think I think our future's bright. We just need players to develop. I think. I, I totally agree. And I got to imagine, you know, any fan, any fan that's been no matter what side they sit would be happy with that outcome if that's what we're doing in the next five, four, you know, five or six years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Will, thank you again so much for coming on. Uh, we really enjoyed having you uh, having you talk. I'm um, always nice to have another Gamecock on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can do, hopefully, I think the Panthers are going to be better than the Gamecock. Hopefully we can do something as well. But yeah, it's always, <laughs> always a pleasure to talk to you. Love talking to the Panthers. I think about the Panthers like every day. So it's, it's nice to, to have someone listen to me and who's not like shut up will like the panthers um <laughs> trust yeah, me i get the feeling yeah really nice really nice talking to you and hope the panthers can turn this thing around definitely man well y'all stay tuned we got another fan hopping on here in just a few minutes and until next time everyone keep pounding what's up everybody you listen to another edition of the panthers nation panthers nation podcast i'm here with bailey levine and bailey i'm gonna let you start off by introducing yourself yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Bailey. I'm 22. I'm from the Charlotte area, living in the Fort Mill. I graduated last May from the University of South Carolina. I actually uh, took a college athletics class with Jack Taylor, who uh, is part of the podcast. <laughs> what a guy. But, um, but yeah, I've been a Panthers fan for my whole life, you know, being born and raised here. Um, the earliest memories I have was from the Super Bowl in 03. Um, but my favorite memory is probably the 2015 NFC Championship when we just rolled over Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah. That's got to be a lot of people's favorite, favorite memory. And also, hey, look, got 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 to show love to the home team. You know, you USC Gamecock Nation 2020 graduates. You know, so, yeah, buddy. So you already know. You know, with the offseason has been kind of. It's been it, this season was something. I don't I don't really know what you mean, <laughs> but what would you what, what would you think? <laughs> Would you deem this past 2020 season a success for the Carolina Panthers? Uh, well, it was just kind of a like a leeway season because we had new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new quarterback. We didn't have Christian McCaffrey, so it was just kind of a uh, just kind of an in between season, just trying to figure out what our identity is between last season and the next one. But um, I don't know. I was a little disappointed, of course, as I'm sure everyone was. Uh, I, th- I was so excited for Teddy Bridgewater when he came in. I was really hoping that he was going to show what he's got, so he's a franchise-level quarterback. Yeah. But um, overall, the offense wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know, not having Christian, brand-new quarterback, all that stuff. But um, but I know there's better things on the horizon for us. Okay, so with so with, so with Teddy, what... I know because I had the same I had the same hope for Teddy too coming in. I, I mean, I was disappointed he let go of camp, but I was hopeful. I thought Teddy deserved a shot in the NFL. I didn't yeah. necessarily want to be with my team, but yeah. what did you? What were your expectations for Teddy coming into the year? Like what? Like what? 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 Like what type of numbers did you expect him to put up before the season started? 
Well, I was hoping to see flashes of his uh, starts in New Orleans where he was going 5-0 and as a starter. I was hoping to see a little bit of that. Uh, I was hoping to see how he could incorporate the running game with a combo of him and McCaffrey, which, of course, didn't happen. But um, the biggest thing that was kind of, like, kind of annoying was um, the late the late game drives, trying to save the game. Like, there were so many games where we were so close. We had a late drive to, with a chance to win or a chance to tie and just, just fell up short every time with an interception or with a late sack or... I don't know, but I was hoping to see some good things from him. Uh, there were some moments where there were some good plays from him, good throws that were plenty on target. But uh, I know everyone's got work to do, Teddy included. But um, I think he can. Uh, I think he can step up to the challenge next week, or sorry, next year. <laughs> so, so you know, of course, with us moving in, in a totally different direction with our franchise, kind of going new in every position. Just talk about some of the young players that we have on our roster that we're looking forward to watching for the next few years. Who are some of the guys that you see that are newer, that may, may have been here for a year or two already, or maybe rookies that, that you're looking forward to watching for the, for the upcoming seasons? Yeah, um, one of my favorite players on the team right now is Dante Jackson. I love his style of play. I love the energy he brings to the secondary. I think he's going to just only get better and better from here. And also, Curtis Samuel. I... I kind of had mixed feelings when we drafted him. I wasn't sure. I knew he had the speed, but I didn't know if he could keep up in the league. But uh, he had he quietly had a great season this year, having a thousand yeah. yards. I mean, come on, the man's so versatile, and he's a great addition to the offense and to the receiving core. So I'm excited for those two, especially. So with so what you mentioned to Curtis Samuel, you know we're kind of in a tough spot this off season with having to choose between either. Time resigning Taylor Moten, put off to the line, or bring it back Curtis Samuel. So, in your opinion, who would you who would you want to bring back? I, in my opinion, I think Curtis Samuel probably has more potential in the future. And um, I know we've had a couple of vets on the O line, but of course, the O line needs a good bit of work. So, I would probably stick with Curtis Samuel if I had to pick one of the two. And you know, look for for me. I, I I really I feel the same way because I really because I've like I've loved watching Curtis grow from year one where we didn't know whether he, whether he could play receiver or not to being this ultimate dual weapon that seems to be open every time we try to get him the ball it seems to be making plays every time he touches it so I would love to bring him back but you know we, you know we kind of we do need a little bit of help with that offensive line you know yeah. it hasn't really looked great it hasn't really looked great so. Obviously, we signed our new GM, Scott Fritterer, from uh, it was the VP of Football Operations from Seattle. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I don't really know a whole bunch of, about the guy because he's like one of the behind the scenes type of guys. But I mean, how are you feeling about just him? Be, just because he was so involved with some of those great teams from Seattle, how do you feel about the signing and us moving forward? Yeah, I've loved watching Seattle the last few years, and he's he put together a great squad. Those. Uh, those few seasons and like having Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and all those guys, he brought some good football to Seattle, and I think he could do the same to Charlotte. Uh, I want to see uh, how his mind works when it comes to the draft. I'm hoping we can get some good picks in there. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. I don't know much about him either. I know I think he was at Southern Cal, the the other so. USC. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, so. Obviously, there's some good experience there with a program like that. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. 
Okay. And so, yeah, and, and, you know, I, you know, again, it's off season. So a lot of changes are being made around the league as far as coaches and mm-hmm. one of our very own assistant, or one of our very own uh, off, uh, coordinators is up for our head coach, head coach positions. Now, a couple of those positions have been filled, but you know, this is a question that I think we asked on the podcast. And it's one I, I would want to ask you is that, would you rather Joe Brady go ahead and leave and find your next successor as offensive coordinator, or would you want him to stay and continue to build upon what he um, upon what he did in the twenty twenty season? Yeah, I personally I want to see what he can do. I want to I want to see him stay because I know with that insane offense that he ran with LSU in twenty nineteen. I mean that was unbelievable. Of course, part of it was Joe Burrow, but. He, Joe Brady was the one setting him up for success most of the time. And so right. um, I feel like he wasn't really given much to work with this year, especially losing the biggest part of our offensive McCaffrey. So he was just kind of working with what he had. So I would love to see him stay and see what he can do with a full and hopefully healthy offense. So Right. <laughs> and, and do you feel like he's ready for, you know, do you feel like he's ready for a head coaching job? Because I know a lot of us, at least, at least on the show, and at least from what I've seen on on social media times, like we we haven't understood where he was getting the head coaching steam from. Do you feel like uh, he's even ready for a head coaching job at this at this moment? Um, I think for now, or for at least the next couple of years, I think he should work on establishing himself as a great offensive mind in the league and seeing that he can carry over what he did with LSU to the league before he can really look into those head coaching jobs because head coaching you gotta work you gotta be looking over everything so you gotta have that great offensive mind and you gotta have like you pretty much gotta have it all to be head coach and I think before he can have it all he needs to have a good reputation on the offensive side so I think you just give just get a couple of years as stay as OC whether it's at the Panthers or with wherever but I think you should stay OC for a couple of years. Okay. All right. I agree. I, I, I couldn't say it better myself. I, I, I can't do nothing but agree. So now we're starting to look towards the NFL draft. And obviously mm-hmm. we're picking up at number eight this year. And with all of the needs that, we, that, that, we, that, <laughs> that we're looking at on our team, you know, where would you want to go with, uh, who would you, uh, what position do you want to address at that number eight, at, at the number eight spot? Man, I've been asking myself this question for so long. <laughs> um, you know, I, as much as I want to see us make a move for Deshaun, I, I could only wonder what we would have to give up for him. So if yeah. I feel like obviously our biggest needs, I would say, are probably um, quarterback, just someone to learn under Teddy for a little while and see if they can take over. Right. Uh, I think tight end position definitely needs some help because Ian Thomas and Chris Manhurt aren't really making the cut, especially like when they're being thrown to and all that stuff. They're You're all right. just they're all just like a blocking tight end. Uh, right. And both the O line and D line, like we spent all of our picks last year on defense, and we were still towards the bottom of the league. And I mean, I guess because they're inexperienced, but we could use a good bit of help on both lines, both all in the trenches. Right, De- oh, definitely. De- you know, you, you know that's that's uh, Jack's favorite term. We gotta, we gotta go fix the trenches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would. If Fields is there, I would be interested to see what he can do. Because I mean, the way he played against Clemson showed 
how much grit he's got. Man, the kid is serious. And, yeah. like, I thought maybe, like, before that game that he was going to be maybe mid to late first round. But seeing that performance that he put up against um, the team that has won the national championship twice in the last five years with Brett Venable's defense, I I think he's going to be something serious. I think he's nothing but impressive, you know? Yeah, I would love to see us get him if he's there. If not, I would say go for some somewhere in the trenches, whether on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. Okay. And, you know, and just to fit, and, and to wrap this up, because, you know, it's, it's been swirling around Panthers Nation. You know, we've all we've all been asked the question about realistically whether it would happen or not. What would you be willing to give up for Deshaun Watson if the trade is there? And it can get done. It can get it. It can get done. It, and what you have, but we have to give up. We, we, you, know, but you know, we have to give up something. What would you be willing to give up to get Deshaun Watson to Carolina? Yeah. Well, when you look at the Texans, they kind of need help everywhere. Not gonna lie. Like especially yeah. like, like after losing DeAndre Hopkins, the receiving core was just left in shambles, and they didn't really have a running game aside from Deshaun. Um. And defense, of course, wasn't really that great. Uh, so I would say for us to land Deshaun Watson, I'm not touching McCaffrey. If I'm the new GM, there's, I'm not touching him. He's the biggest part of our offense, and he's the face of the franchise. I'm not, I'm not losing him to pick up Deshaun Watson. I think between the two, if I'm going to build my franchise, I want McCaffrey on there over Watson. But I would say probably... A package of like I would say maybe Robbie Anderson, um, and a couple of guys in our secondary that have because our secondary has been good. I've been pretty pleased with how they've been. So um, maybe uh, I hate to say it, but maybe Jackson, maybe add him in there. He's he's a young. You gotta you gotta give him something to entice him with the trade. So I would guess. Um, probably Anderson, um, at, ooh, Action Jackson, and God, probably at least one or two high rap, high draft picks in the next seven years. Would you be willing to give up the number eight pick for this season to get him? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would honestly, if I was the GM, I would keep the pick and maybe because we just have such a high one this year, I would say maybe like a future first round pick, maybe even two. But with such a high pick this year, we got to take advantage of that one. Okay. Okay. Well, everybody, we've been talking to Bailey Levine. Bailey, thanks for coming on to the show. It was great to have you. And look, again, whenever you want to come back on, look, we we would love to have you on to talk some Panthers football. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. Y'all doing great work. Hey there, Panther Nation. Jeff Taylor here, one of your co-hosts for the Panthers Nation Network, and we're bringing you something a little different today. We have a fan episode, and I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Ryan Nardelli. He's good friends with Jack also, and uh, we are glad to have him on. Ryan, how are you, brother? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great, man. So first question for everybody out there, and the first one we normally ask all our fans who we have on, um, how'd you become a Panther fan? Uh, I became a Panther fan just because I was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's kind of a hometown team. Uh, I kind of fell in love with just, you know, I went to a few games when I was younger. Bank of America Stadium was always a cool place to go. Um, also, the first game I ever remember watching was when uh, Super Bowl 38, when we lost to the Patriots. But uh, 
I was about four or five years old then, so I kind of just stuck with them ever since. Cool. So, so been a been a fan for a while. As is every franchise, every team in the NFL. There's some great moments um, that fans uh, can look back on. For me, um, uh, a lot of people on this, uh, you know, on our web uh, podcast and stuff, know that I'm a Titans fan. Well, but I'm also a Panther fan. But for the Titans, it's probably the Music City Miracle. If you had to go back and think about the Panthers, um, and since you've been a fan, is there um, what's your maybe your favorite memory, your the greatest memory you have uh, being a Panther fan? Uh, probably one of the favorite memories I've ever uh, ever had was when uh, the Panthers and the Colts played back in the season. We went uh, 15 and one. Uh, we went into an overtime game. I remember I was there with one of my good friends, and you know it was pouring rain. The atmosphere was great. Uh, it was just it was a fun, thrilling game. I remember Cam Newton threw a deep pass to Ted Ginn, and I remember Ted Ginn dropping it because I don't know exactly what happened. It was you know Ted Ginn dropped a lot of passes for us, but uh, you know it was definitely a great game. But uh, I would just I think maybe that whole 15 and one season was just a great uh, atmosphere. I went to a lot of games that season. It was just a lot of fun, and then obviously you know not bringing home championship was a little tough, but that was probably one of my favorite memories. Just the atmosphere of that season and just having a lot of fun and having an actual winning season was great. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about this season. Um, it has, it had its ups and downs. Um, real quick, your impressions on Matt Rule and, and his first year as a head coach. What'd you think? Oh, uh, you know, a lot of people give Matt Rule a hard time. Uh, you know, Matt Rule is supposed to come into organizations and turn them around and, uh, you know, rebuild. And I think that's the step that we're going into. I think a lot of sportscasters, you know, had the Panthers not doing, going five and 11, probably a little bit worse than that. So, you know, I think Matt Rule, you know, he did a fine job his first year. He's still trying to figure out some players first year in the NFL. Uh, you know, I like the change. And I think the Panthers are probably just going to be trying to, you know, do their thing, getting uphill from now on. So I think Matt Rule did a fine job his first year. I'm excited to see what he'll do. Do you think uh, some fans are a little sour on Matt Rule just because we kind of got off to maybe a somewhat better start than anybody thought? And then all of a sudden we kind of, you know, I wouldn't say crash and burn, but we faded at the end. Do you think he gets a bad rub that away because of the way the season started? Uh, I, I guess I could, you know, kind of see that happening. Um, you know, like I said before, Matt is, you know, he he was he was at Baylor and he turned that organization around and he did great. And, you know, I think it's just going to take, you know, not everything just happens. It's going to be fast. You know, Panthers going to be back in the playoffs. You know, the Panthers going to be in another Super Bowl. You know, things, things take time. You know, best of the you know, franchises out there. Uh, I've rebuilt it plenty of times. I just I think that's what he does, and you know, people might give him bad rep, bad you know name, but I think he's going to come in and I think he's going to you know do good things for this franchise. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what was interesting was when we went all defense in the draft, and we've got a young defense. I don't know about you, but I was kind of impressed with the way the defense came together this year, being so young and playing the way they did. Um, your thoughts on that D this year, being as young as they were, but I thought they played well. You know, I've always loved. I'm I'm a big defensive guy. If I could be a coach in the NFL, I always I would like to be a defense coordinator. Um, you know, I think Jeremy Chen had an absolute outstanding rookie year, and uh, one of my favorite players on the defense is Brian Burns. And I'm glad that we have a veteran on the team like Shaq because I think he's going to teach a lot of these young guys how to play football and be good. Um, Brown actually had a pretty great season as well too, so I'm glad we got a little bit of a pass rushing going on. Um, no, but yeah, you know, seven picks in the draft and all defensive players, uh, that was great. You know, a lot of people may have disagreed with that and, you know, thought we needed some help elsewhere, which, you know, we probably did. But uh, defense wins championships. It's what I've always been taught. And, you know, I'm excited about this defense. They're young. They're healthy. Um, another player that's a veteran that I absolutely love and he, uh, was Trey Boston. So, you know, he's out there trying to teach these, guys, these young guys how to play. The only thing that I would say that I was a little bit disappointed in was, Beginning of the season, I think we had some really hard difficulties trying to stop the run. But I know during the past, I do think 
the past game, like I think we did pretty well during the past uh, protection. So other than that, I think that I think this defense would be outstanding. So other side of the ball, I, I've said that, you know, that offense can be pretty potent. Um, and now Joe Brady's getting some talk about, you know, head coaching possibilities and stuff like that. But on the offensive side of the ball with the receivers that we have, um, you know, the potential's there. I guess my two questions when we talk about the offensive side of the ball to a fan is this. The first is, um, I don't know about you, but I, I've brought this up on our, our podcast a couple of times. Um, I'm a little concerned about CMC I, in terms of, you know, how healthy is he and is the, the track records that the Panthers have and their medical staff. Um, I'm not sure they treated Cam the way they should have. You got any concern at all about the future of CMC um, in terms of his durability and, and where he stands right now? Do you have any any thoughts? Uh, you know, so, I mean, I would say, yeah, it worries me. He's an outstanding, outstanding running back. Uh, to kind of tie into this a little bit, I am going to bring up the Cam thing. Um, I know a lot of people might disagree with what I'm about to say, but I'm very glad that Cam actually left this team and we went into a different direction. Although, you know, we might have gone 5-11, and 11, you know, whatever, but Cam, Cam is an outstanding athlete. He is not a good quarterback. He's not smart with the ball. He doesn't make good decisions. But, you know, he right. would – a lot of – 95% of his throws were halfbacks, you know, screens where, right. you know, angles to the uh, – out into the flat. Right? right. Always to McCaffrey, you know, just pounding McCaffrey the ball. And, you know, a lot of that was – a lot of people like to put that on Rivera, but I think that was just kind of Cam's decision-making with that. So, you know, for the past three years, McCaffrey has just been getting, you know, put into the dirt and getting hit time and time again. So, yeah, you know, it's frustrating. It's – um it's kind of scary to think about, you know, you got, you got one of the best players in the entire NFL and he might only have a couple more years left because all the hits that he's taken. But, you know, if you look back onto previous seasons where we had Cam Newton, Mike Tolbert, Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams, and we, we ran that offense and, you know, there was multiple players. I'm kind of hoping that we can find a quarterback system. We can find kids something kind of back into that so that McCaffrey is still a part of this team. He's still able to do his thing and make outstanding plays. But I think he definitely, I'm glad we have Mike Davis, uh, to kind of switch the ball up a little bit. So I'm a little bit worried about his health as well. I'm hoping he can stay healthy this season. I'm very glad that Matt Rule and the coaching staff decided to sit him for the rest of the year. That that was out smart. We weren't going to make the playoffs. So right. let him let him rest. You brought up a good point here, and it's something I brought up on our last uh, podcast, and that is quarterback. Um, I've said since day one, Teddy Bridgewater is, and this is you may disagree, Teddy Bridgewater is a backup quarterback. I just don't think he can get the job done to take you to the level you want to get at. So I think the Panthers are kind of in that conundrum right now of going, okay, draft pick wise, do they do they go after a quarterback there? Um, and we can talk about it in just a minute. My concern is you're going to get into this like now the Cleveland Browns, God bless them. You know, I think they found their quarterback and stuff, but you know the Cleveland Browns have gone through that whole 10, 12, how many quarterbacks can you put on the back of a jersey? Um, we're going to get into that land of just the Bermuda Triangle of quarterbacks, where you're you're every two years you're going to recycle, recycle, recycle. Um just real quick, um, briefly on Teddy Bridgewater and, and your thoughts on him. For me, I, you know, he's not going to take you to the playoffs, and I think he, he's a game manager. And he, he proved this year that he had the chance to win ball game, but he didn't. No, uh, I, I definitely I agree with you there. One thing that I do like about Teddy Bridgewater, though, is his heart and his drive and his leadership. Uh, so I, I really do like that about him, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I think he did do a pretty good job of you know getting the ball to Robbie Anderson and uh, DJ Moore down the field and you know had a lot of really outstanding plays. I do agree with you that you know 
he's definitely not. I think we first of all we paid him way too much money to come in there and you know be our quarterback. But I think that next few years, what people are gonna just kind of have to understand is that we're we're probably not gonna find our quarterback this year. You know, you, people talk about Deshaun Watson, but what's gonna happen there? You're gonna trade away probably maybe a face face of your franchise player for Deshaun Watson, who's gonna maybe give you four or five years. You know, he's coming off of a pretty big surgery and things like that. So, you know, I, I don't personally think that Deshaun Watson is the answer. I love him. He's a great quarterback. You know, Clemson Tigers all the way. But, um, yeah, I don't. I also don't think that Teddy is going to probably get us to the playoffs. You know, our if you look forward to our uh, schedule next season, you know, personally, I don't think our schedule is that difficult. Looks like we're playing some teams that we can get some wins. But as you stated before, you said that Teddy, you know, he had times to go win football games, and he did, and he turned the ball over through interception against the Bears on the final drive. But, um, but then you look at him and you look at plays that, like, when we were, I think it was like a fourth and fourteen, he ran. He was get the pressure came in. He was getting ready. He ran down to the first line, jumped, you know, jumped across the first down marker, got us the first down in that game, and then ended up, you know. But no, I don't think that Teddy is our face of the franchise. I think we paid him too much money, as I stated before. And um, I just I don't believe that we're going to find our quarterback this year. Maybe not even next year. Hopefully, we can find a steal in the draft. I was really hoping for um, Justin Fields, but I think he's going to go too early. Kind of gives me a Cam Newton, you know vibe to him a little bit um kind of a you know a big athlete and has a lot of heart but like you said i I do have to agree with you i don't think teddy is gonna be the face of our franchise and get us to where we need to be right you know it's it's just a tough spot to be in you know the deshaun watson deal um you know yeah i think for them you'd have to take you know you'd have to give up you know uh cmc uh maybe a couple first round draft picks and you know um I know what Jack and the others on the podcast have said that, you know, would probably jump on Deshaun in a heartbeat. Um, I, it's, you know, it's a bit, you know, it, it's a big risk, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. And, and you brought up another thing too, the position we're in, if you think about that, um, the division going forward, I mean, Breeze is probably gone. Um, Matt Ryan, who knows? And I personally believe, and I, I would think he'd be dumb if he didn't. I mean, if Tom Brady goes along and wins the Super Bowl with the Bucs, uh, walk away, dude. <laughs> you, you've done all you can do. Walk Absolutely. So that, you know, quarterback-wise in that whole division could be an interesting, interesting deal. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So um, if you had to think of one other thing, would you think for the draft, as we talk about the offseason, um, would you like to see the Panthers do something I don't think they've ever done, and that is go hard in free agency, like those top-tier players? Um, and what would you like to see on the offensive side of the ball? I mean, would you like to see them go offensive side of the ball on draft day? Uh, she brought up a lot of good points there, yeah. You know, coming up and, as you stated, something about, you know, Drew Brees. Definitely, after watching that game last night, definitely looks like Drew's going to be out of there. And as you stated, you know, if Tom wins the Super Bowl, I do think he's done. Although, if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, I think he comes back for one more year. So, you know, we had still have to deal with him. Um, but, yeah, like you stated, too, the Panthers really have never gone super, super hard in, you know, free agency. Uh, we definitely do need a quarterback, and I'm not sure what – I'm not – I am not. I can't sit here and say what route they're going to go is. I'm not sure. You know, a lot of people might want Deshaun Watson, and that might be a decision that they make or whatever. But um, I think we also need a tight end. Uh, Ian Thomas, he's, he's good, he's big, and he's a good run blocker. But, you know, getting down the field – kind of miss that you know that that young Greg Olson and Cam Newton connection so that would be good back to have back as just an extra receiver going down the field but you know I'm not I'm not too sure what they're going to do hopefully they can find a steal somewhere in the draft um if Justin Fields does fall down to number eight I would absolutely love I would love to take a shot on him um 
free agency though can be you know kind of scary because you sometimes you get those players in there and they've already been in the league for a few years you might you know suffer injury you know things like that like if you look at i know patrick mahomes is kansas city chief and he's going to be there but you know like just he's in concussion protocol right now and might mess up their their playoff run so you know it's just you get those you get those kind of high-end name players in there and sometimes they you know they get injured and things like that so i would i would personally like to see the carolina to you know get somebody young you know if we do go with bridgewater one more year he's he has experience um you know kind of fall and learn under him a little bit because i do like like i said before i do like teddy's heart i like his leadership he's smart um and i think that you know someone standing behind him for a year could teach him a lot so um i would like to maybe try to stay away from free agency but you know that's not my call but um, I would like to find someone in the draft. Right. Well, hey, Ryan, listen, man. Hey, greatly appreciate your time, man. Some great insight. And, um, you know, uh, we'll see what happens in the offseason. It's going to be a fun offseason. I hate it's the offseason for them, but um, there's what other 28 other teams that are in the offseason right now, too. So we'll see what happens. But, hey, listen, man, thanks for your time. Um, stay safe. And as always, uh, keep pounding to you and all the fans out there. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you. You as well. I appreciate you having me on. Keep pounding for sure. If you got a partner. Well, guys, that is it for our fan edition. Make sure you keep checking us out on all our social media platforms and we will talk to you soon.